0: Week two is in the books, and we're gonna go ahead and get ready for week number three. But, John, week two did not disappoint, and we have some fun matchups to talk about and uh some pretty interesting things
1: that happened. Um, and gosh, I, I am just fortunate to be here. Yeah, interesting is a uh, putting it loosely. Uh, Just a crazy week. A lot of things happen, a lot of injuries, uh, especially to the quarterback position, which in turn affects a lot of players in the league, which we'll get to in our prediction segment. But uh, Derek, yeah, I mean, we can look at your matchup first, but man, you you did get a little bit lucky, but I don't think it could have happened in a better matchup with you coming out with a win. Well,
0: I want to go ahead and say that, you know, yesterday I I gave Steve a call and, you know, at the end of the day, we have to remember to have good sportsmanship. And I let Steve know that uh, that was probably one of the craziest things in fantasy football I've ever seen. You know, when you play two people on the same team, uh, some people might debate that strategy. But one thing you don't expect to happen is for both of them to go down
1: without recording a point. Yeah, it was just – I was watching the game and was very confused because I got a notification that said Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson are both questionable to return and I didn't even see him get hurt I didn't see the announcer say anything about it and I was very confused uh but it was actually really comical like the longer the game went on I hadn't seen them rolled out and I'm like are they going to come back because the top two receivers on the same team it's a risky play to start both of them in the first place uh but then to have both get hurt in the first quarter of the same game is just absolutely one in a million and uh Man, it it, it yeah, I'm on, I, I wish I could say that I was sad, but I mean, again, I don't think it could have happened in a better matchup, and I'm, I am glad that you pulled out the win there.
0: Yeah, so you know that was our uh, um, pregame game of the week, if you will. In some ways, it kind of lived up to the hype because it did create a lot of drama. But I'll actually change what I believe to be the game of the week over to Tyler and Calvin. We said this one was going to be close right out of the gate last week. In fact. You know, I unfortunately did pick Calvin over Tyler um, by one point, but ended up being the closest point spread, I believe. And uh, Tyler improves to 2-0 and uh, while Calvin drops to
1: 0-2. Yeah, uh, I think you and I both said I, I picked Calvin as well, uh, but I do remember saying that I wouldn't be surprised if Tyler won. Uh, Aaron Jones coming out and having the week that he did getting 27 touches was um, – was a big deal and, and was a trend up for him. But, you know, Calvin Ridley comes out on Sunday night, puts up 20.5 points and uh, puts Calvin up by 14 points even. And it looked like he was going to be able to get it done. But uh, Nick Chubb came out, had 17.8, and ultimately Tyler uh, squeaks out the win there to move the, to 2-0 and on the season and things are not looking great
0: for mild concussions as he has Cam Newton and Drew Brees, both quarterbacks. Well, certainly Drew Brees out for week number three and beyond, and Cam Newton potentially missing some time here.
1: Yeah, uh, again, the quarterback position as a whole took some shots. Ben Roethlisberger, and we'll, we'll talk about it uh, again. Like I said, we'll talk about some of the uh, effects of that when we get to our predictions. But, uh, yeah, just an unfortunate, an unfortunate run for Calvin here. Uh, we'll see how he can rebound interesting moving forward
0: most points put up in the week in one matchup was yourself versus sam and uh john correctly picked that you would win this one however uh you were able to put some distance between yourself and sam uh getting this one by almost 20 points and i think you've got to thank odell
1: beckham for his monday night performance yeah i mean i it, it was you know odell puts up 25.1 and julio put up 25.1 uh you know that's what you expect out of your first two rounds in, in a game Early on, a divisional game against your brother, you expect your big players to show out. Uh, was very excited that both of them uh, showed that they were healthy, that that uh, that they were explosive, and, and so was excited to get the win there. Sam puts up 108, which, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 108.7. So he was 0.1 off of Calvin to be in that top half of the league. Um, But Sam put up a very respectable week. Uh, Cooper Cup had a touchdown overturned, which would have given him another six points. But uh, yeah, you know, I was just happy with the way that my team played, picked up Russell Wilson last minute off the waiver wire, dropped Andy Dalton that ended up uh, working out for me there. So yeah, just excited about where my team's headed from here.
0: Two questions I have about Sam moving forward. Can he overcome the injury bug? And secondly, could he be partying too much in Nashville? Come to find out. We'll find out. That's a question mark on this roster. Moving to Nashville, I didn't know. Thanks for telling me, Sam. Uh, but, uh, you know, I tell you what, that could be a distraction this
1: year. Yeah, it could be. A lot of a lot of stuff uh, goes on in Nashville. You know, you start to wonder if maybe he's going to fall into being kind of like a Tennessee Titans type of team and uh, be that 8-8, eight eight. maybe squeak in the playoffs, maybe not. Uh, but we'll just have to see what happens with Sam moving forward. A team that I've been impressed with out of the gates here is
0: Lamar Jackson, and that is a very fitting name because Lamar is torching people in the first two weeks of the season. Austin gets the win, 123.3 to Seth's 91.6. Uh, had Austin winning this one from the
1: get-go, and uh, he's a very dangerous one-on-one team. Yeah, I agree. Austin's got a very good team, uh, you know, led by Lamar Jackson. Anytime you can put run a quarterback out there, no, you can set it and forget it. And uh, he's going to get you in the 25-plus range is always a, a good thing. And then Dalvin Cook, uh, I think he's RB1 right now. I could be wrong on that. I'll, I'll, I'll fact-check myself here in a little bit. But um, what a pick right there, picking him in, in that 1-2 uh, turn. Uh, you know, we'll see what Michael Thomas does going forward. Austin doesn't seem to be worried about him, uh, but we'll see what Teddy Bridgewater can draw up. But yeah, Austin with, with another great week and uh, moves to one and one, uh, and, but is up there in points scored for the year as we expected.
0: Yeah, Lamar number one,
1: Dalvin's right at
0: number two there, but he could easily bump up to RB1 uh, here in the next week. You look over at Seth's team. Again, I think that Seth has got some pieces here. Obviously, Antonio Brown getting right into the mix. The question will be, are the Patriots so good that they're going to blow people out early and the fantasy ceiling is a little bit lower?
1: Yeah, well, here's my two cents on Seth's team. Is any team that has to start Josh Gordon and Jarvis Landry, uh, especially when Antonio Brown's on the same team, is pretty questionable. I think we all saw that uh, they wanted to go to Antonio early and often. Again, there's a lot of stuff out there. We don't know how his situation is going to play out. But Josh Gordon, uh, in my opinion, loses a lot of value. Just uh, he comes in now as the third option on that team. Uh, it, I think he has Sterling Shepard slated in this week. He had some rapport with Daniel Jones in the preseason. So uh, maybe that'll be be the lift that he needs. But past that, he's got a lot of question marks. I don't think Mostert's going to put up 22 every week. So it will be interesting to see what he does, if he makes any moves. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I mean that wide receiver three spot and the tight end spot are, are something that uh, I look at as potential question marks moving forward for Seth.
0: Moving on to spot unfilled, Bill's Girl versus Blood, Sweat, and Beers. Uh, we called this one pretty much from the get-go. I'm actually proud of Todd of keeping this one Uh, somewhat respectable Nate scores over a hundred for the second week in a row. I think we correctly called that some of his players would come back to
1: earth a little bit, but John, is it time to hit the panic button for blood, sweat and beers? You know, Todd's my boy. Um, But yeah, I do think it is. I think it's time for him to make some moves, try to get something right. I mean, uh, like we talked about, or like I had said with Austin seen with Michael Thomas, I'm not overly concerned with Michael Thomas because he had, I, I want to say eight or nine targets in the time that Teddy Bridgewater played. So they're going to target him. I mean, I mean, it's, I, I'm not super concerned, but Julio Jones, I, I don't know what's going to happen in that offense. They've looked horrible all year. Julio is a great football player, but when an offense doesn't click, um, it, it's just, it, there's a, there's a lot of cause for concern with blood, sweat, and beers. Uh, I will be interested to see, you know, I think Todd has the capability to get out of it. Uh, we'll see what kind of moves he can make. He needs to go get some depth, needs to get some upside players, um, because the way his team is constructed right now, it's, it's going to be really tough for him moving forward. Uh, but for Nate's team, you know, he puts up 107.2, which is eight in the league in scoring this week. Um, had a good matchup against Todd. Todd not putting up a lot of points, but uh, Nate, 2 and 0 uh, in his first place in the West Division after this week. Um, so Nate's starting off strong like you and I both called. Both had him in the playoffs, I believe. Uh, his team looks good, and, and you know we'll, we'll get into predictions in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Nate, Nate's on the up and up.
0: And last but not least, turn your head and golf, a.k.a. Patriots defense, versus Bill. Brent improves to 2-0, and but, I mean, the story of this game, that 35 spot by the New England D, that, that was the difference
1: yeah uh I mean any team against Miami I think we're seeing at this point any defense going against against Miami uh, is gonna be a plus matchup uh Miami is just all over the place and the Patriots defense were just able to absolutely demolish them two pick sixes four sacks it uh, just all over the place it was absolutely crazy so bill bill catches the crap into the stick there I mean he, he has a great opportunity with McCaffrey and Freeman both going under 10 and mike williams also under 10 but um unfortunately the patriots defense just bailed brent out and uh and that puts brent i believe second in the east division uh, at 2-0 and so brent goes out makes a trade a lot of people uh question and then goes out and puts up 127 so uh, we'll see what he can do going forward but so far so good for turn your head and golf so real quick, it's very early to look at the standings,
0: but uh, if you're following at home in the East, we have three two and 2-0s, and we have three 0-2s. Uh, in the West, Nate is standing alone at the top at 2-0, and o, and then we have four teams at 1-1, one and one, and, of course, uh, Todd sitting there at 0-2. I would like to re- revisit uh, how a lot of folks thought that the West was going to be a pushover division this year. John, do you think you'd like to uh, speak to how that might be changing?
1: Uh well so so we looked at the schedule today. There's been a lot of interdivision matchups at this point, so it really is hard to say. I guess right now you do look for a points four, uh, and when you do look at that, you've got Nate and Steve as the top two. Dad obviously putting up that 150 spot in week one, so that's a little bit skewed. Uh, but then you have yourself uh, and Austin, so so you have four of the top five are in the same division in points four. Uh, you know I, I do think you Austin and Nate have three of the better teams. Uh, So, uh, again, you know, I'm not sure where it's going to go and how it's going to shake out. It's still really early. But uh, for now, I I would say that I think your division probably has the better teams as it sits today.
0: And, you know, Todd, again, this is not to hate on Todd. This is just for perspective, just statistical perspective. Todd has 140 points in two weeks. (laughs) Steve had more than that in one. So let's let's just think about that. Moving on to week number three, Todd. You know, again, I, I'm just going to go ahead and start with my game, John. Um, as I look at it here, uh, you know, I believe I square off against Todd, and uh, I think, you know, when you when you talk about that,
1: I, I don't think there's much to say there. Yeah, I mean, you're going to win. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be much of a game. Uh, I mean, he is still at this moment has Kenyon Drake starting at running back uh i mean his receivers are good Diggs has been underwhelming juju like we said a lot of question marks uh lockett looked good last week we'll see if that can continue oj howard todd drafted in the fourth or fifth round i don't remember which one exactly but i think he scored a combined like four points in two games putting up zero last week so a lot of cause for concern when you draft someone in the fourth round and uh you know, they're, they're putting up goose eggs out there, but yeah, give me you probably not very close.
0: We have got Nate versus Austin, man. This is a really, really good matchup. And uh, if I am being honest, I was just flicking through here just to make sure that I'm not missing anything else. Oh, well you and Brent play. So we'll circle back around for game of the week, but looking at this one right here, John, who do you like in a spot uh, in a game of, of really high scoring teams
1: here? Well, you know, I I like Austin's team, uh, and I do like Nate's team as well. For whatever reason, it's not letting me pull up this matchup right now. But uh, as we've seen, two of the highest scoring teams in the league. Um, You know, you got Lamar Jackson in a plus matchup against Kansas City. Dalvin Cook might end up being matchup proof this year the way the game scripts work. Uh, And then you got Michael Thomas, who that's going to be the real question mark. I think DeAndre Hopkins for Nate's team is going to be fine uh, pretty much all season. Uh, I'm trying to pull up this matchup here. I think it's going to be close. Um, I apologize some technical difficulties here, but yeah, I mean, just looking at it on paper, man, this is going to be close. Wow. Um, oh man, sorry. This, this one's going to be close. Get oh, I, Lamar Jackson and Dalvin cook against Oakland. I mean, that's just, those two could go and put up 65, 70 points between the two. I honestly believe that Lamar could have a big game, but give me the more sure thing in Tom Brady against New York. I like the safer picks um, throughout the the rest of the way. Uh, you know, give. I'm going to take note and uh, take Nate in a high scoring close game. I think Mike Evans gets back on track this week. He's had two uh, two stinkers, uh, but the way that Tennessee has been running the ball, I was low on Derrick Henry. I'm not sure how I feel about him. Move, like. Uh, Season long, he has a not great matchup against Jacksonville. But the way they seem like they want to do it is they want to run the ball. Uh, Frank Gore against Cincinnati with Devin Singletary being out this week. Give me Nate, uh, you know, as long as he maybe can get the Ravens defense out of there. But, yeah, give me Nate this week in a close game, in a high-scoring close game.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and call this game of the week here. And,
1: John, just to give you an idea, ESPN
0: is saying that Austin will have 103.9 and Nate at 102, so very, very close. I'm going to go with the hottest player in the league right now as the difference maker until proven otherwise.
1: Lamar Jackson gets it done, and Austin will get the win. Yeah, I mean, I don't fault that pick at all. Uh, I can see Austin very well winning this game. Uh, again, for the record, I am 0-2 when picking Austin's games this year. So, Nate, if you lose, I apologize, and I'll just uh, try to pick Austin every week after this one if, if he were to win this game.
0: Moving on to team suspension versus it's good to be the king. Another pretty close game with uh, potential for some points here. Um, You know, when I look at this one, John, right out of the gates, I I really uh, think that this New England um, offense versus New York uh, Jets could be pretty lopsided there. But otherwise on the roster there, I mean, I think Ezekiel Elliott could also have a massive game against Miami. I think that's where the majority – of uh Seth's points are going to come from and when I look across the ledger there um Patrick Mahomes a tougher matchup against Baltimore I think he's tempered a little bit there Josh Jacobs not a great matchup at Minnesota um and then they're going to change quarterbacks in New York so don't exactly know how that'll affect Barkley with the injuries with the matchups that Steve's going to go up against I'm going to take Seth in this one
1: okay yeah and I don't hate that pick uh I you know I think the matchups that we've went through so far, with the exception of your and Todd's matchup, I think are going to be pretty close. And I think this is going to be the matchup this week that we look back on and see who is real. What uh, you know, what team is able to cope with the way that things have shaken out this season. Um, but again, I, I go with you. I, I just think there's too much unknown on 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 Dad's side. Again, this comes back, and I told him this on the phone. It would would be nice if he wouldn't have drafted another quarterback in the seventh round and had a receiver to put in with the fact that Alshon's probably missing two weeks. Deshaun Jackson's probably missing two-plus weeks. And there's a good chance he's got to play Chris Conley, uh, Ted Ginn Jr., and Muhammad Sanu this week. Too much unknown. Again, I don't love Sterling Shepard. I don't love Jarvis Landry. I don't love Austin Hooper. But Antonio Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, Matt Ryan, and Mark Ingram. uh, Give me those guys. Uh, give me Seth, and it'll be a real telling week for for the direction that Steve's team's going to go the rest of the season.
0: And what I would call a must win for Addie's daddy against the Chubby Chaser. John, is this the week that Bill gets it done?
1: You know, looking at these matchups, I think I think Tyler's team is just going to be one of those that's going to be solid all year. His running backs are really strong, and I said this last week, his receivers have the upside. Allen Robinson did not have a good week. He does have Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback, and he's going against Washington's defense this week. So I, I you know, it could be a good game. Kenny Galladay has had two good weeks. He looks like he's the clear cut number one, even though we were talking about Marvin Jones potentially being there. Kirk had a big game last week. I uh, apologize if that ambulance sounds like it is a part of this podcast, um, but Christian Kirk could have another big week against Carolina, and, and we don't know what that game is going to look like at all. Uh, but Bill's got the upside with Marquise Brown in a plus-plus matchup against Kansas City. Miles Sanders has looked good. It's just going to be interesting to see what the game script is and, and how they have to play. Gurley's a question mark. Aaron Rodgers against Denver. Thielen against Oakland's a good matchup. But um, overall, I, I want to pick Bill. Trust me, I want to pick Bill. But I've got to go with Tyler this week to move the 3-0. Uh, and And, uh, yeah, give me Tyler in this one.
0: This one's going to be my upset pick of the week because I think that Nick Chubb is going to struggle a little bit against the Rams. I saw that firsthand um, with Kamara last week. Um, And I think when you look at Carolina, you know, if there's no Cam Newton, expect for it to be run, 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 control the clock, and uh, for Arizona's offensive possessions to be a little bit limited – I think Aaron Rodgers has got to have a big game soon. I think for the Packers to be who they want to be, um, I think they're going to host Denver, and Denver is reeling off of an incredibly ridiculous loss. Uh, The Bears did – there's no way they could have called timeout with one second to go, but they did, uh, and we'll let that go. But I I think Bill gets it done. I don't think this one is pretty. Um, I think Bill gets a win with both scores in the 90s this week.
1: Yeah, and I don't hate that pick. I think if Bill wins, that's – you know, I mean, he's got some upside guys, like I said. Um, but I do think if, if Bill were to pull this one off, it's going to be in the low hundreds, upper nineties, and Tyler's going to have to lay an egg this week.
0: And going on to mild concussions versus team lick my Bells, uh, Calvin projected at one Oh, three point four and Sam at 90.5. You know, I, I think that Sam has some players here, um, That I've got some question marks about D.D. Westbrook. I really like D.D. in the preseason. I'm not sure where he's at now. But when I see Sam's team, I see bust-out potential. On the flip side of this, I see a Calvin team that I'm really not sure who he's going to play at quarterback this week. I see safer players, but really the biggest upside, if you will, is going to be Devontae Adams. I'm going to go with the upside of Sam because I'm really curious about who's going to fill that quarterback
1: slot for mild concussions. Interesting. I I didn't think you were going to go that route. I I think uh, for a lot of the same reasons I see upside on Calvin's team, the quarterback position doesn't concern me much. And maybe that's because I'm streaming it. I know it's a little thin on the waiver wire, so it will be interesting. I will be looking to see what he does there, but as it sits now, I'm not super concerned with it. James Conner said he's going to be playing this week. So against San Francisco, plus run defense, or sorry, a a plus matchup in my opinion. Again, we're not sure what the offense is going to look like, but I feel like when in doubt, they might just sit and try to pound the ball. Um, Devin Singletary, I don't think is playing this week. So I'm not even sure who Sam's going to throw in there at the second running back spot. D.D. Westbrook, I think, has put up four total points this year. Um, An absolute dud of a player at this point and a bust of a pick. Um, So I think... Calvin's team is more of the sure thing. Mark Andrews has been absolutely phenomenal. I uh, Give me Calvin in this one to get to one and two. Keep his name in the conversation. Uh, and honestly, I, I could see this one being a little bit of a blowout. Okay. All right. That's probably the one
0: we are most different on there. Definitely two teams that there's a lot of question marks there. I think we can agree on that, though. I think there's a lot of question marks for Calvin and Sam. Absolutely. I, w- I would agree to that. So, John, finishing up with yourself against Turn Your Head and Golf. You know, Brent has really rallied here. Let's not forget that this is the Brent foot that found himself in the basement last season. And so far, he has held true to his word. He is out to a 2-0 start. But he is going to go up against a formidable test. And Lori likes the footlong, his arch nemesis, if you will. And so, John, I will give you the floor to talk about how you see this game going.
1: Um. I'm looking at Brent's team, you know, McCaffrey, obviously, incredible player. Uh, but looking down uh, past that, I think Goff could have a good matchup this week um, against Cleveland. But he's just got a lot of upside guys. Eckler's probably going to be good again. I mean, that's just the reality. Eckler and McCaffrey are going to have to carry his team uh, if he wants a chance. And then you look again against the Patriots' defense playing the New York Jets with that Falk guy at quarterback. Uh, his defense put up 35 last week, as we alluded to. The, the defenses could decide this game. I'm going to be completely honest. I've got the Cowboys against Miami. He has the Patriots against the Jets. Uh, probably the two worst offenses going, going against two defenses who are very good. So um, that one could decide this matchup. But I think when you look at my team, um, in this matchup in particular, you know we'll see season long. I just feel like I, I've got too much firepower from the receiver position. Uh, Darren Waller, I think, you know with Tyrell Williams potentially not playing this week, uh, Darren Waller might be all they have. So I could see Darren Waller having a breakout game and my running backs. I'm not sold on my running backs at this point either. Uh, I like Marlon Mack, but outside, I mean, I don't know who I'm playing in my other running back position. Uh, Russell Wilson has a good matchup. I think it's just going to be, I think the uh, upside of my team this week, I think it's just going to be too much for Brent. Um, and, and I will take myself. I think Brent could have a very good week. He's had a very good uh, season to this point. I believe he is, Uh, second in the division, which I think in turn that puts him third in the league ultimately because Nate is leading the other division, and I think that's how it works. But uh, Brent is having a good year. I wouldn't put it past him to put up a big week, but if I'm picking, I'm picking myself.
0: Yeah, this is a tough one to pick, another really close game. Um, I like when the Seahawks play at home. I think that Russell Wilson just elevates when he plays at home and finds a way to get things done. I agree your running backs, you know, there's some question marks there but you can't argue with your wide receivers. You have three legitimate receiver number ones, whereas kind of the flip side, I I would argue that Brent at best is looking at a wide receiver two to lead his core. Um, Sneakily, though, he's got Austin Eckler in the flex, and Eckler has had a really good season. But you're right. You look at these defenses, as bad as the Jets are, I think the Dolphins are worse. So, John, you're going to win this one in a close one because I I see Dallas putting up 20-plus points.
1: I mean, that would – that would make me very happy. Again, it's tough. You know, As a de- you put a defense out there hoping they get between about 8 and 12 points. I feel like that's normal. Anytime they get more and you win a close game, you're thankful, but you always kind of feel bad because you're like, wow, my team maybe didn't play as well, but my defense is the reason. Um, again, defense is part of it. You know, it's part of the game. That's, uh, but, uh, you know, I would love to see them go out there and put up 20 because I feel like the Patriots might go out there and put up just as many.
0: So that wraps up the predictions for week number three. John, that takes me last week. I was four and two, kind of got uh, a good rebound week, which takes me to six and six
1: on the year for Pickhams. John, what were you last week? I was three and three, which takes me to eight and four on the season.
0: Very good, very good. So a two-game
1: difference there, uh, and
0: uh, we will continue to pick these games. Again, my game of the week is going to be Nate versus Austin. I have Austin winning in a fun one. And, John, what's your vote for game of the week?
1: Uh, I'll give you that one as well. I don't want to put myself and Brent in the matchup of the week. It is two 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 2-0 teams projected pretty high. I'm not a big projections guy, though. So, uh, you know, I think that's going to be the matchup, Austin and Nate, that we watch pretty much for the duration of the season. Uh, throwing yourself into that conversation as well, I think any time that you three play each other, uh, it, it could be the game of the week because I think when it comes down to that last week, you three will be the ones that we're talking about uh, potentially winning that division and ultimately getting that top seed in the, uh, in the playoffs
0: off to a great start. Shout out to my teams in the West. We're representing right now. Uh, Really love to see that, just that competitive spirit from a group of guys that, uh, you know, we we honestly got uh, slighted a little bit, I think at the start of the season, but uh, we're going to hang in there. We're going to keep battling each other. And uh, John, we'll have a good week three.
1: All right. Love you guys.